Good morning. Welcome to our one and only service on this fine, fine day. And welcome to you worshiping at home, either on Zoom or via our normal channels. We are delighted that you have joined us. And for all of you here, thank you for wearing your masks properly over your mouth and your nose. Thank you for socially distancing, for not hugging and shaking hands. It is a privilege to take care of each other, isn't it? As you know, we will be having an abbreviated service today so that we can seamlessly move into our annual meeting. You should have received all of the paperwork for the annual meeting as you arrived along with the bulletins. For those of you at home, you can find all of this information on the website. If you go to our events page and you see the congregational meeting, Right at the bottom of that, you can download terms of call, the agenda, and the elders and the deacons and others that we will be um, nominating and electing today. The annual report, as you saw in the back, it's beautiful. That is also on our website, and that is just scrolling all the way down to the bottom of the page under resources. I want to lift up just a couple of announcements for you. If you turn your bulletins to page six, you will see more details, and of course there are more details on the website. This Wednesday, February 3rd, Pastor Steve continues his conversations on documentaries, and this one is with Dorothy Day. So you don't wanna miss that. Join in on Zoom at 6.30. We hope that you will all mark your calendars for Valentine's Day from 3 to 4.30. We're gonna do a lovely drive-through event. We have um, lots of great things for you to enjoy. The Lacey, ba Lacey Jane Band will be doing their amazing music for us. That is our own Beth and Dan Hill. There will be lots of treats for you and your furry friends. We'll have ashes to go, all kinds of great things. You'll be receiving a postcard because we will be inviting you to come in blocks of names based on your last name so that we can help with the traffic flow. But we're looking forward to a great event together. We hope that you're continuing to read the book Cast for a discussion on February 15th at six o'clock. And remember, Ash Wednesday is coming up oh, already February 17th at 6.30, live here in the sanctuary and also live streamed for those at home. We are delighted to have Justin Lehman with us today. Justin is our very gifted and talented worship leader from the contemporary service. Hear now the call to worship. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come into the divine presence with a song. Know this, the Lord, the Lord is God, the one who made us and to whom we belong. We are God's people, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving. Go into these courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon the name of the Lord. For the Lord is good, whose steadfast love is everlasting, and whose faithfulness endures from age to age. Friends, let us worship God. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain 
holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on his mercy seat. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song to him who sits on mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. All creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything and I will adore you. Golden rainbows, living color, flashes of lightning, rolls of thunder. Blessing and honor, strength and glory and power be to you, the only wise King. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Filled with wonder. Awestruck wonder at the mention of your name. Jesus, your name is power, breath, living water. Oh, such marvelous mystery.
Well, 2020 has given us opportunities to be creative and to do things in a new way, and confirmation is no exception. You'll find a list of the confirmation students and their mentors on page five of your bulletin. Last spring, our 2020 confirmation class was just finishing up as the world was shutting down. We finished our last two classes via Zoom, and then we patiently waited for everything to get back to normal so we could have our special dinner with the confirmation students and their mentors and the elders and their parents, and then we would have a lock-in and prepare for the confirmation celebration that would take place right here on a Sunday morning. But when it became obvious that getting back to normal is still way off in the distance, we had to get creative. These students wrote their faith statements and then they were received into membership of the session on Monday. And then we painted our stoles, masked and socially distanced in the gym, the stoles that Carol Buzolo has sewn for us every year. And then, because we had several families who had parents or grandparents who were especially vulnerable to the virus, we decided to have the celebration ceremony out in our outdoor worship space behind the Palm Center. Our very own Matt Liddell put together a short video capturing the highlights so we could share it with you this morning. Well, good evening, everyone. What a beautiful night. And here is your 2020 COVID confirmation class. Let's give them a big round of applause. Well, this um, particular class in front of you today is very special, and I think you guys know that. They are resilient, athletic, creative, intelligent, funny, kind, mature, patient, and generous. I know that I speak for the mentors when I say that our lives are richer for having spent time with them. Hi, my name is Maisie Mars and I'm a senior. Hi, I'm Sage Mars and I'm a sophomore at Riverview. Hi, I'm Sam Roman. I'm in ninth grade at Cardinal Moody. Hello, I'm Steeg Soderberg. I am a ninth grader at Out of Door Academy. My name is Sam Wright, and I am a freshman at Polytech. Hi, I'm Sophie Buckmeyer. I'm in ninth grade at Venice High. Hi, I'm Alex Hume. I go, I'm in ninth grade, and I go to Polytech. Hi, I'm Claire Emmerich, and I'm in ninth grade at Manatee High School. I'm Reese Nipper. I go to Riverview High School, and I'm in ninth grade. I'm Marissa Saba, and I'm in ninth grade at Sarasota High School. Hi, my name is Morgan Wilson. I'm in ninth grade, and I go to Riverview High School. Hi, I'm Cooper Middleton. I go to Corona Mooney Catholic High School, and I'm in ninth grade. I'm Brock Hudson. I'm in ninth grade at Corona Mooney High School. Hello, my name is Alexander Simos. So we make um, big decisions in life. There's lots of big decisions that await us in life, and these guys will be faced with all sorts of decisions as they make their way through the journey of life, you know, where college they're going to go to, and what major they're going to study, and what uh, job they're going to take, and where they're going to live, and who they're going to marry. I mean, life is filled with big decisions. But uh, we here within the community of Christ believe that the biggest decision we make 
is the decision that these confirmands are making right now, which is the decision to follow Jesus, the decision to believe in Jesus. It's, it's the biggest step. It's the step that sends, the, sends them in a certain direction uh, for the rest of their lives, hopefully. And so uh, that's what awaits you right now when I ask you these questions of membership. It's the opportunity for you to, to reflect and ponder and think of the fact that you are setting yourself onto a certain path in your effort to follow Jesus and to be uh, the light of Jesus in the world. So to these questions, I want you to answer <laughs> yes as a means by which you are giving your life to Christ and you are joining the church and you are seeking to follow Jesus in, uh, in your days and years to come. So the first question is, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you trust in him? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? And will you be a faithful member of this congregation, giving of yourself in every way? And will you seek the fellowship of the church wherever you may be? Excellent. Well done. Give them a round of applause for their affirmation of faith this evening. And now, as a part of the confirmation process, we have one of our confirmants to be baptized. So this is such an honor and such a special time. And so tell me, what is your Christian name? Uh, Alexander John. to welcome and introduce to you for the very first time the newly received confirmation class of 2020-21 COVID and all those good things. So give them a big round of applause and may your light so shine in all that you do that all others may know that you are children of God. Amen. Ah, it was such a blessing, and these young people are amazing. We'd like to invite our younger, younger people to go upstairs right now um, for a time with Miss Carol, and there she is, right back there. Do you see her? All right, excellent, thank you. Well, we now have a opportunity for a moment of gratitude. This may be one of my favorite new things that COVID brought us. We are all invited to pause just for a moment to give thanks to God for all of our many blessings. And we get to listen to beautiful music as we do it. We are gently reminded of all the ways that we can give, of course, through online, via text, in the baskets as we leave. All of this giving is just this little bit of thanksgiving back to God through this church that we love. All of that we have does come from a good and gracious God who loves us so. We are grateful for your continued generosity as we strive to love God and to love neighbor.
So back last February, we set ourselves a new course during our generosity season to begin the journey to joy. And then March came and we realized that the journey to joy was going to take on all different kinds of shapes and sizes for each of us. We all have a COVID story and perhaps buried within each of those COVID stories is a, a joy story, a story where we experience new things and perhaps new joys that we never thought we could anticipate. So uh, due to the great work of Sarah Sobolewski and Matt Liddell, we have been collecting some of those stories along the way. And some of you have already watched some of these on our social media channels. But uh, we thought we'd put some of those together today for you to watch as a part of our uh, preparation for our annual meeting that we can be most certain that God has uh, worked in our lives over the course of these uh, past few months in this past year and God has showered great abundance upon us. So let's see some of those stories right now. Oh, and while we're doing that, uh, those of you who are uh, with us on Comcast and on Livestream, now would be the good time for you to make that switch over to our Zoom call so you can participate in our meeting. Uh, you'll see instructions on the screen and we would love for you to join us uh, over the course of this time uh, while we uh, prepare to begin our meeting at around 9.30. My name is Jason Morton and I've been at Church of the Palms for about 11 years. I'm Liz Barnett. My husband, Bob, and I began coming to the Church of the Palms in about 2010 when we were snowbirds. I'm Angela Yeager. I've been at Church of the Palms since I was about seven years old, so I'm not going to tell you how many. That's a long time, though. My name is Madeline Parada, or Maddie Parada. Um, I have been going to this church since I was Born. <laughs> Born, yes. <laughs> I'm Nancy Vafayas, and I've been at Church of the Palms for almost 20 years. And I'm Alexander Vafayas, and I've been at Church of the Palms for 17 years. Coronavirus was challenging for everyone. 2020 has been a year, I guess, like no other. I was diagnosed with breast cancer on May 1st, and in a world that was already upside down, ours felt really upside down all of a sudden. And then I had jaw surgery uh, just back in December. Uh, the surgery went fine, but after uh, I had a bad case of gastritis. But thankfully, I finished my treatments in December, and I'm now cancer-free. We're very blessed to have amazing family and friends that supported us through all of this, but um, our church family really came through for us as well. We um, got letters regularly from our shepherding deacon. I still don't have a face to put with my shepherding deacon, but I know it's someone that we care about. I know her name, and it's someone that reaches out to us regularly. I got them from Miss Carol, and um, they were very kind. I liked all the drawings on them. They were very funny and cute at the same time, and it was just very fun to see. The other part of my Church of the Palms life is the television ministry, and that's been very, that's been very important. No longer were people able to come in person, or, or no longer did they feel safe in coming to the church in person. And here uh, was continuing to, on a grander scale, uh, get the message out and the word out. I joined two Zoom groups, one that was studying Love Does and the other Soul of the Pilgrim. Bonds formed among a group of of, of strangers in late September when my husband was hospitalized. The group supported me with comfort, 
with care, with their prayers. And they became even more important to me in late October when Bob died. The isolation might have let my grief turn into despair if it hadn't been for the Zoom groups and for my faith. How was I able to find joy? It's been difficult. Um, and I know I'm not alone. And I think that the church family, um, they've helped me with that in the activities that, uh, that I'm involved with here, the Church of the Palms. We've never worked in the food bank before, and now we've added that to our list of things we want to do. We've done it a couple times, and we love working at the food bank because we just think that brought us joy. I think it really reinforced my faith, especially that the really tough times, God really was there and I could feel His presence. Just relying on Him when times got tough or, you know, when things uh, seemed hopeless. He was there and He was guiding me through and putting the right people in my life to make sure I got through everything. But most of all, they have reminded me that God is always with us. And even in the worst of times, God sends blessings to us. And so now, instead of despair, my heart is filled with gratitude and hope. Once again, thanks to our communications team for putting those stories together. And for those of you that participated, we are grateful to be encouraged and inspired in hearing uh, each other's stories as we make this journey together uh, as the people of God. Well, we have been making our journey through the fruit of the Spirit, and this month have been reflecting upon kindness as the fruit of the month. And we are now today in another text in the New Testament as we reflect upon uh, this great gift of kindness that God gives to God's people. Acts chapter 2, verses 43 through 47. Hear the word of God. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name. Amen. E.B. White, in his timeless classic, Charlotte's Web, tells the story of life in a barn with Wilbur the pig who for a time is cared for and protected by the young girl, Fern. But as Fern grows older, her interests take her to other places and further and further out of touch with Wilbur. Wilbur gets then sold to Mr. Zuckerman down the road, and now Wilbur needs to find his place in this new little community that exists inside this new barn. Templeton, the gluttonous rat, the disdainful lamb, the goose, the sheep, and of course, Charlotte the gray spider, who is the only creature that welcomes Wilbur. 
And then comes the word that with the coming of Christmas also comes the inevitable plight of the pig. Wilbur is going to be Christmas dinner. Oh, well, that's just the way it is. A pig is a pig, and that's where pigs end up on the dining room table. So what is that to a rat or a goose or a spider? You're a pig. I'm not. Tough luck. And what could I do about it anyway? It's a million miles between a spider's web and a pig's trough. But on the fateful morning when old man Zuckerman comes for Wilbur, what does he see written in Charlotte's web but the words, some pig. Some pig is what Charlotte has woven into her web overnight. Zuckerman sees it and takes it as a sign that Wilbur's life is more than just the family dinner. Some pig etches the gray spider for the sake of the vulnerable swine. Some miracle when one of God's creatures gets the idea that maybe your life has something to do with my life and that your life is worth speaking up about. Some pig. Sometimes the universe can be more connected than we might first think. Puzzle makers report that there has been an increase of around 400% in jigsaw puzzle sales since the start of COVID. Card tables around the world have had dumped upon them 500-piece puzzles, 1,000-piece, 5,000-piece puzzles, scattered shapes and colors left to the mercy of family members to be put back together. The McConnells got a hold of one of these 1,000-piecers, and I got to watch my lovely wife put it together. I'm not a puzzle guy, and so I watched slowly as it came together until the very end when she was three pieces shy. Three pieces shy. Three pieces that had escaped the confines of the card table. Well, I say to myself, isn't that close enough? (laughs) Oh, no, not if you're the one who's been trying to put that picture together. We've got to find those missing pieces under rugs, under pillows, under couches, under sofa cushions. We searched because the puzzle would not be complete until the missing pieces were found, and found they were, thank the good Lord. (laughs) I learned something through that experience, and that is that a puzzle piece's value is primarily held in the eyes of the puzzle assembler. If you're not the one who's putting the puzzle together, the puzzle pieces don't matter as much. Some pig, writes Charlotte, because she knows Wilbur is a part of the puzzle. When Luke sits down and starts to write the history of the early church in what we now call the Acts of the Apostles, he does a curious thing. In the second chapter, he describes the early church in the verses I just read. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. And then just two chapters later, he tells us almost exactly the same thing. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything was held in common. 
It's almost as if Luke is trying to identify an early mark of the church, that the church by definition is a commune, a cooperative, a puzzle where all the pieces have the same value and all the pieces come together. The puzzle is not done until all the pieces come together. The shepherd will not rest until the lost sheep is found. No matter if you're a rat or a pig or a spider, in the eyes of the beholder, you're some rat, you're some pig, you're some spider, which I suppose means that the church of Jesus is this community of a certain kindness, the kind of kindness that gives up the me for the we, the me for the we, a kindness born out of a vision that we're all a part of the puzzle, that somehow my life, your life, our life is incomplete when we've not included every piece. The pieces serve one function, to come together and recreate the picture. I need you to be connected to me, or else what's the point? I may be blue with pink polka dots, and you might be yellow with purple stripes, but we need each other if the picture is going to come together. And we have this puzzle assembler, above all, who sees that each is as essential as the other. And it is only with the spirit of kindness that we find the way to make the pieces work together. That the foot and the hand, Paul says, have need of each other. The ear and the eye have need of each other. The pig and the spider have need of each other. And if you're fortunate enough to be a piece in the puzzle, then you know that kindness is what connects us. Excuse my reach back to one of my favorite all-time movies, It's a Wonderful Life, but do you remember when the stock market crashes and George Bailey's building alone is overrun by a mob of panicked depositors who want their money back? Each one wants their money back in full. Every man out for himself. And George tries to explain to them that that isn't how it works, that their money is in each other's houses. Your money's in Joe's house, and the Kennedy's house, and Mrs. Macklin's house, and a hundred other houses. And this is the only way it's gonna work, George says, if we stick together, if we have faith in each other. And I suppose the way we show faith in each other is through our kindness. That your fate is tied to my fate. Is there any greater contribution that the Church of Jesus Christ can make to the world than to have our little section of the puzzle together? To be the community of kindness with the light set on the hill, the proof that many can be one. Thornton Wilder, in one of the great American plays, Our Town, tells about the gentle life of the New England town and all the townsfolk who crisscross each other's lives. And, and then he puts into the mouth of the stage manager, the narrator, at the end of the play to say this. He says, we all know that something is eternal, and it ain't houses, and it ain't names, and it ain't earth, and it ain't even the stars. Everybody knows in their bones that something is eternal and that something has to do with human beings. All the greatest people ever lived have been telling us that for thousands of years, and yet you'd be surprised how people are always losing hold of it. There's something way down deep that's eternal about every human being. 
C.S. Lewis said it is immortals whom we work with, joke with, marry, snub, and exploit. And we immortals are a part of the eternal puzzle and the pieces one day will come together. And we learned that these last several months when the virus hit and we worried and we quarantined and the market crashed and we argued politically. Nevertheless, the church of Jesus held together. We saw value in each other because we saw in others, we saw others as Jesus sees us, not any of us expendable when it comes to the puzzle. Age 85, age 25, Republican, Democrat, black, white, gay, straight, we saw each other as Jesus sees us. And we held together and we were kind to one another and we bore each other's burdens and we connected and we fed people and we prayed for people with whom we disagreed because each is a piece in the puzzle. And the greatest peace is the one that comes when the whole puzzle, the whole puzzle comes together. Let us pray. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come our shelter from the stormy blast and our eternal home. We give you thanks that in this pull apart world, you by your spirit have held us together. You've kept the puzzle together. And as this congregational meeting is called to order, we pray that your same spirit will connect all the pieces of our work into a beautiful picture for us all to see of what you are able to do. We pray this in Jesus' name.